He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. It is the year of 2021 if you're not ready to go with it. And it's season three and it is week seven. We are fast approaching the end of season three. That means news, news, lots of news about what's happening in season four and beyond, which is what we're here to talk about tonight. News and results. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson. I'm joined by Brayton Martin. How are you going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Freezing Sporting. in my uh, way around this uh, cold Adelaide weather. Uh, looks like you're supporting Netherlands there for some reason in your bright orange shirt. Uh, but uh, anyway. We got red. We Go got red. red. It's the color of the, the thing. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about. Some really exciting stuff that we've been, I've been pushing for for the last, well, however many episodes we've done now um, and really been keen for. But we'll get to that in a moment. So let's quickly start with welcome to the podcast. This is News and Results. We do this every week. But also, we can join our Discord, which is lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast if you can. It really, really helps us get out there a little bit better. Uh, thank you to CD Simtography, uh, Clayton Davies, uh, the legend photographer that he is. He's doing some stuff over there. Check him out, CD Simtography on Facebook. Uh, go to Brewster Coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R dot coffee. Uh, and check out the coffee places to you. Thanks to Ashley Knowles and Jonathan Hancock from 24-7 Race Control for helping us out and bringing this to you and making it a little bit more affordable for you guys. But we'll hear about a little bit more about all those later. Other than that, let's get straight into it. Braden, what have you been up to, mate? Yeah, um, sort of a relatively busy week of, of racing. Um, obviously, we had Aussie Car, the staple of the week, um, but also been doing some officials. Thankfully, this week... There was a bit of a crossover between the two, which was nice. So the officials being at Red Bull Ring, um, as well as Aussie Car. So shout out to Ira for that. Makes life a lot easier, only learning one track this week. Um, so yeah, so I actually jumped in a race earlier than normal. I normally don't really do any races until the weekend because um, I'm either practicing for Aussie Car or, or too busy. But I actually jumped in and did a race on the Wednesday night this week. Um which turned about to be an awesome idea. Um, I got into a, a race. Uh, it was a top split race in, in the Skippies um, around the Red Bull Ring. And uh, I actually had probably one of the best races I've ever been a part of and was um, full of confidence after that, which was really nice. Uh, managed to basically pull a top split race with Dennis Johansson. So if you don't know who he is, uh, race driver 77 on uh, Twitch. I believe he's a uh, real life racing instructor or coach or driver or something but he's bloody quick and good driver uh Inaki Blanco and Danny Carvajal who are both um really fast drivers as well um so we basically had a four-way sort of battle for the whole the whole race um which was really good because you know obviously with Aussie car coming up the night after that was kind of what I wanted to to get a feel for what the racing would be like there um, and had a really good battle led sometimes uh Dennis was fighting pretty hard most of the race um and Inaki Blanco is always tricky to drive around. He's a very, very aggressive um, uh, driver. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, I managed to be um, fourth in, at the end of the race, which was really good. Uh, unfortunately, last lap had a bit of a half spin going for th- going to try and push for third spot, um, which just dropped me off the back of um, uh, Danny um, and then Dennis and uh, Inaki Blanco had already basically gapped us just after the last lap started because um, Danny and I were were fighting a little bit for position. So it ended up being a really good race, uh, which I, I was 
really thankful felt like it had set me up really well for for Aussie car on the Thursday night it's probably uh the most not confident like I wasn't going in like oh yeah look I'm gonna do good I'm gonna get a podium I'm gonna win but I, I actually felt somewhat calm having had the experience of what a race was going to be like um and unfortunately it was the calm before the, st- the storm i suppose <laughs> i think so, uh, me and you had polar opposite running to the night we also had polar opposite nights to be fair so <laughs> yeah um i don't think i could have felt less confident going into the night considering how work had been and i only literally bought the track thursday morning um for the race thursday night but did probably half hour of practice got understood the track got a nice time and then as everyone said do it do it official um sat down did 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 the practice session obviously the half hour practice uh, well, i was probably about 15 minutes of practice before the race started gets a, got a, got three phone calls in that 15 minutes so i had to pull <laughs> over every time i started doing a thing which I, I find out now apparently affected my sr um, i think if you check uh up a bit more on that discord chat i think it turns out it doesn't doesn't okay that's good <laughs> i did see there's a lot of stuff going on in our discord jump in our discord looked on that.com slash discord um and yeah, and so then went to qualify. Qualified not too bad. Got sixth, I think it was sixth or fifth top split in a you know seventeen or eighteen hundred strength of field, so not a big big one. But um, then as soon as the race up, put the phone on silent, and um, yeah, halfway through there's a phone call. So um, distracted anyway. Even though I I was on silent, I didn't answer it. I still sat there and watched it and wondered what it was. Um, but Red Bull ring, uh, we'll hear about in a sec, but going around turn six to seven, uh, the two left-handers in the middle lost it there after battling pretty strong to stay in, in sort of fifth, fifth, sixth off the line, um, but only a half spin, so sort of got the tail out, got to 90 degrees, got the 2X, went off track to the left-hand side before it kinks back to the right, got the tail back around and kept going, just came back on in like what, 15th, 14th in a field of 16 or 17, so pretty much to the back. And then watch the chaos of the next couple right-handers where cars were <laughs> flying everywhere and got back into into position, overtook a few people, watched a few people take each other out, got to lap nine, I think, out of 12, and was sitting back in sixth. And, and sitting in a nice spot, there was a guy behind me was not catching me, the guy in front, just sort of catching every lap I do sort of we do around the same time so I'd, but I was creeping a little bit closer each time three laps to go thought oh yeah here we are I'm happy with six from where I was and then um the pressure from behind I think he started to slowly catch me um and then I just went into turn nine the first right hander towards of the two two last right handers in the red bull ring just went in a little hard and end up off to the left um but sliding and then slid some more, trying to get it back on the track and end up going way out and spinning. And somewhere in there, there's bumps and stuff and probably took out my wing, um, damaged my wing because then for the last three laps, got back to, got on back in the 12th or something like that and got back to, um, I went back on 12, 10th and then two cars come up behind me. I just couldn't match them for speed on the straight. I could get them in the corners and all that kind of stuff and, and hung with them and, and drafted them okay but just didn't have enough speed. And every time I, I, I could get past them, they just flew past me again. So, But I think it was point one of a second between 10th and 12th, and I was unfortunately that 12th person. <laughs> thing. It was, there was three of us within a car length anyway. So, Yeah. 
wasn't I, um, the best of finishes. <laughs> I, was, so. I, was, I was going to say, I'll skip over Thursday. I did do some other officials after after Thursday. Um, and I, I must admit, like I've, I've had some good official races. Like, I really should have probably picked up two more wins uh, this week at Red Bull Ring. Uh, one in the Sunday night light second split race. Uh, managed to get a second behind um, uh, Sir Sorosky, uh, Vasco Sorosky. Yeah. We were basically drove off us two put about four or five seconds between third place and we were pretty, you know, cordial up until the last lap and a bit. Um, we basically went too wide most of the last lap. Um, and then unfortunately I just, I'd had a bad experience the race before where I tried to go the inside line and the guy yeah. got me around the outside of the final two turns um, and got yeah. the run onto the straight. And I ended up coming th- uh, second or third instead of first or second. And um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to give him the inside line and see if I can take the outside line and get that better run <laughs> onto the works. straight. And it didn't work. He, he, um, I ran wide, uh, gave myself a slowdown, so I ended up having to concede and just giving taking second yeah. spot. But I had some really good, um, had some really good races, and I was just looking at my um, sort of results before. I've had a really good run in the last. Uh, what do we got here? Seven races. I've had uh, a fourth, three seconds, a third, and two wins. So oh, wow. I haven't been outside the top four in the last seven officials. So I'm sure that's about to come all crashing you. down. We'll see. We'll talk about you with the likes of Shane Wallace soon, I'd say. <laughs> so it's nice. I finally got the road to 3K done and sitting on 3.2K road now. to 4K. Here we go. Pretty cool. And uh, got affiliate on Twitch as well. So it's actually been a yeah, busy well week. And that's all we need to talk about because nothing else happened nothing at all. Nothing else happened. No, no. I, I ran an official. Uh, not an official. I ran a um, league race. So uh, we could talk about that, I guess. So on Wednesday night, I went to Scraps. Um, and took the truck around there and qualified last, sat at the back of the field, didn't know what I was doing, then sort of came good about halfway through the the, the, the race, um, managed tyres pretty well, managed fuel pretty good. We are going around Chicago land, so there wasn't much to do there, which is what the way I like it. I don't like thinking that late on a, fr- on a Wednesday night, but um, sort of... Came had good tyres with a few with the like the last caution was about I think it was about sixteen laps to go was sitting mid pack and had understood the track finally and was was confident and then uh, someone spun and I I had the inside line had Mitch McLeod sort of got tapped and then tapped again uh, the second tap was the one that sort of let him go which then uh, bucketed him down into. Um, the side of me, which gave me damage after I just have to, I had to reset the car just beforehand when with another caution that took me out. But um, otherwise, was was not too bad a result. I think it was eleventh or something. We'll talk about the results in a second. But it was an interesting old race actually, because there was a moment there where it was looking like you were going backwards, and then all of a sudden a few things sort of went your way, and then you were right up there. All of a sudden, it was um, it was good to watch. Yeah, I got I got tangled up in some stuff in the first half of the race, which sort of knocked me off the group, and then um, I just want the, my game plan is just sit back and look after the tires and race, and then all of a sudden. I started catching the group in front and I'm like, well, there's no point catching them because we're going to get a caution eventually that I'll catch them anyway. But here I was catching them anyway, I think. But there was, we already given them like three or four seconds. So it took, it was just taking too long. It took me too long to get past the guy that I'm not confident in overtaking, but um, tires came good. And that's why I was confident at the end because I, you know, I knew I had tires and I knew everyone else's tires would wear away and I knew I would have tires for the end. But then we had a crash in the, 
sort of um we end up with a green white checker situation and then we had another green white checker and i'd filled up to get across the line if there were i had a spare for for green white checker but then i think i just had enough i just saved enough i had 2.6 laps and we we're about to go green and they called the race because the time's certain so we finished under safety car in the end um if we had have had one more caution i would have had to do a splash and dash but 11th probably could have got better uh definitely could have got better if we had stayed if we hadn't had that second caution because i had the i was 12th and the front four had old tires so in in the laps we had we were definitely going to catch them so i could have got easy top 10 um but anyway that's what it was but yeah the other thing i did i did an official um and oh not an official i did a league race do you remember anything about Thursday night? Uh, not Comprende, not speaker no? English, no. Okay, well, I raced <laughs> I in Aussie Car League and... I do feel I like this ends up being my therapy session on a Tuesday night, so... <laughs> you got to get through it somehow. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like I I had an average race in race one, didn't qualify very well. Um sort of just hung around the back mid-pack, let people go past me as I always do in the first probably lap or two and then fought for the next five laps to overtake them back <laughs> um, to just get a few, few a handful of spots above my my starting position, which is just seems to be how race one goes. Um, we've got the stats to show that, you know, over the last eight, nine seasons now that, you know, I, I don't qualify very well in, in race one and I don't, change much that's it then race two came along like race one I had some good battles um Clayton Davies was there and thereabouts with me um there's a few other guys Simon Dobner was around me which is always scary with how he bounces around um but uh race two was the interesting one um dodged a few incidents along the way but um definitely proved I could I, I don't burn fuel. Um, <laughs> I was the last one to pit, and I reckon I could have gone another lap. If it was not so much on the line, I would have gone another lap just to prove I could. <laughs> um, and, yeah, sort of nailed that. Nailed the exit, too, which was, was, was my big thing. I, so Ben Snell had no wing, and he'd spun out early on, no front wing. So he, I tacked on the back of him for a few after I broke Clayton Davies or Ira, someone was on my tail and I, and I broke them and I started bolting away from them or they pitted or something like that. And um, I got on the back of Ben Snell and I did my fastest laps of the race behind him as he was dragging me around and then pitted with him and came out behind John Snell and, oh, John Schultz, sorry, John Schultz and tailed on the back of him for my outlap and absolutely smashed my outlap and then my set lap after the outlap was my fastest lap of the race, um, which obviously cemented the position I came out in, which was, was 13th and just beat Tim Corn home and just had to yell out at him in the background when I saw him go off track at the end on the last <laughs> corner and say, we might check you got a slowdown. He goes, oh, <laughs> slam on the brakes and not cross the line with a slowdown. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was an average night. It was good. I did my pitch strategy, pitch strategy worked. Fuel was interesting. I don't think it made huge difference i think i could have played it better um but i think definitely going long is the option but we will see how it folds out in the next couple of weeks but brain raced i think i think he was on the sheet anyway do you want to talk about it or do you want to keep going uh we could talk about it we could talk about it so yeah it was 
like I so said, you got murdered in race one. We'll go, we'll go straight to that. It was a hit job by two green cars, yes. <laughs> yeah, so race one, um, I had a pretty good qualifying, uh, qualified third, which is probably my best qualifying in a long time, uh, especially since these fields have um, been pretty stacked, sort of normally hang around the six to sort of 10 mark. Um, yeah, had a good qualifying, qualified third, got a really good start. Um, I kind of got a bit confused with Russell. He was sort of on my inside and I was on the outside and I kind of was trying to leave him room so that we wouldn't both slow down. But I don't think he's either he thought I was he was trying to let me go and then I was trying to let him go. I think we just both slowed and then ended up going through together. So we still were <laughs> even slower. Uh, so Alex got a bit of a jump on us, but it didn't take us long to to make that up. And um I spent a little bit of time in the lead and Alex and I were sort of, you know, driving pretty sensibly and, and making some good progress, um, getting ourselves some airtime at the front, which was nice. And then good for the sponsors. I like it. Yeah. And then, uh, sort of three laps to go, um, after what had been a pretty cordial battle and pretty friendly battle, Russell decided it was time to make his move and, uh, went sort of three wide into turn three, uh, which I just wasn't expecting, you know, I was, you know, probably definitely would have been prepared for something like that on lap one, uh, know, sorry, last final lap, last lap maybe, yeah. maybe two laps out. Um, but I guess I just wasn't expecting it and I saw him come. So I tried to, I tried to break a bit earlier and, you know, just sort of try and keep myself out of trouble, um, which in the end, I don't know, maybe it was the worst thing to do. Maybe I shouldn't have, um, but yeah, I, I, I pulled it up fine. Surprisingly, from what I've heard from people and from watching it again, I don't think there's much you could have done because the problem yeah. was Alex John was on your outside, yeah. and he was leaving room for you, which is one car width. Yeah, he didn't realize there was a second car there. So yeah, and if... he had to leave you two car lengths, uh, car widths, which he didn't know about, and he's cut right right across and 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, Alex messaged me after, and that's sort of what he said. He didn't know that Russell was going to go three wide, so I'm assuming he thought I would have turned down um, as well. Yeah. And yep. I, I just had I couldn't. <laughs> there, was no, there was nowhere I could go. <laughs> I turned into I could either turn into Russell or <laughs> pray <laughs> to the baby Jesus that yep. um, Alex uh, knew I was there. Well, that yeah. he knew I was there, but knew I was that that close you to him. Had, you I, had to leave room as well. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't just turn down on Russell. So yep, that ended disastrously. Um, I got spun around. Alex got spun around. Russell, the one who probably <laughs> took the <laughs> took the biggest risk out of all of us, got get us got off got free and ended up going on to win the race. Which is yeah, I, I um, do like the icing on the cake where you both get warnings and he just walks away. <laughs> you no, know, he didn't do anything. He didn't make contact with anyone. He, he made the apex. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, would have I done the same thing with three laps to go? Probably not. But we we had a chat while I was streaming the other day, and he said, "Oh, you know, I think he made a bit of a tongue in cheek comment like." Yeah, I, I I shouldn't race people, should I? And it's like, well, you're right. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. You you, you no. were racing, so no problems. Yeah. No problems with anyone there. It was just it's it's what just, it is. Yeah, it was I, racing, and it's it one just... of those corners too where I don't think at that stage, like Alex John, I, I assume he's using a spotter, but the spotter should have said three wide at some stage, but probably mm. too late with the way yeah. that corner's set up because the overlap wouldn't have been till just as he's turning in. And then yeah. at that stage, you would have had like a half a second if that to, to react yeah. to it. So, so yeah. yeah, so race one, 
Ended disappointingly. Managed hey, to mate, get home. Got, but... You got a bit. You got ahead of me. That's okay. You <laughs> well, I think you let me finish ahead of you. <laughs> Definitely, my car was damaged. You could have taken taken I that spot have. if you wanted. Uh, and then race two, surprisingly, even though race one was bad and I was already in a bad mood because of that and very frustrated, I managed to qualify really well and stuck it on the front row uh, next to Ben Snell. So I managed to to get P two, which is I was really happy with and thought. Well, this is great. You know, I've, I've I'll salvage something from this round. Um, surely can't go worse than the last round. <laughs> so the last the last race, and uh, I don't know if it was lap. I think it was lap one. Uh, we're coming through the the double left hander. Um, ben, as he does sometimes, likes to get that tail drifting around. Thinks he's in his uh, his Commodore <laughs> out at Malalar or something. <laughs> No, he just lost it at the back. Chasty had to check up. Somehow Chasty missed him. I don't actually know how, but for me to miss Chasty, I had to also break. Yeah, yeah, I think because when Chasty broke, he was on the straight part in between. I was still coming out of the corner, which meant my car was unbalanced and I just spun straight into the grass. We watched his footwork to get around that. And no jokes, he's, he's flat out, he's hard on the brakes, he's then flat out again, and... It somehow, yeah, it was just really well done. But so yeah, unfortunately, spun. that meant you 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 could have, you had nowhere to go. Yeah, nowhere to go unless it was into the back of Chasty, which was good for no one. Um, no. so spun into the grass, no damage or anything, which was good. Managed to get back on. Started putting in some good laps. I was at this point, I was fuming. <laughs> like I was, I was just, I was no, I don't even angry. Just, just so disappointed that, you know. I don't know. You had to spray it someone. That yeah, was, I do have to apologize. I'll apologize again to Simon. Like, I'm trying to work my way back through the field, knowing that I, well, at the time, thinking I can't afford to lose any time at any point now. Like, I need to make up as much time as I've let the whole field go by. Um, and Simon, his internet was a bit dodgy and he went too wide with me through the last two corners. And partway going through the last two corners, like I didn't know where he was. So I had to just yeah. slow up. I didn't know if he was going to be on the apex of the last turn and I was going to drive straight into him. So I lost a bit of time there and I did give him a bit of a spray, unfortunately, on the radio. I was very embarrassed by myself. I messaged him privately after and then I also apologized in the Aussie card discord because it wasn't good enough. I was just having a bad night and I shouldn't have taken it out on him. But yeah, so... Managed to start putting in some good laps. I actually had the fastest lap of the race there for a little bit. And then coming into the pits uh, to make my mandatory, mandatory pit stop, I don't know who it was in front of me, but I don't know if they hadn't pra- Yeah, I don't know if they hadn't practiced the pit entry or were just super cautious. And they were basically doing the pit speed limit like 75 meters, 100 meters out from the, well, more than that, I don't know, 150 meters out from the pit line. Um, so I actually went around the outside of them, but then missed my braking marker for the pits that I'd practiced and sped in the pit lane, got a 40 second penalty. And yeah, there was a few choice words said while the mic was <laughs> muted. So it was just a disaster of the round, uh, unfortunately. Um, round one. Yeah. Again. So last season, no real mistakes apart from the one little thing with Russell. And then it just feels like uh, this just, yeah, complete opposite, complete shambles. Um, but we'll it is see what how it is. Goes. Sitting twentieth in the championship, so yeah, that's great. Many many spots to gain. Yeah. You'll be right. I, I think the most disappointing part as well is I should have known better with that pit entry. When I went back yeah. and forced myself to watch the replay, I didn't even consider that I was only actually five and a half seconds off the leaders when I made that pit. 
And I probably would have been easily getting myself into the top seven or eight battle at the very least um, if I had just not been an idiot. And I think that's what disappointed the most. I didn't realize how much Chastity and Brady were fighting and literally holding the whole field up. Um, So, yeah, a bit more composure and... Chastity did his best to bring you back into it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he meant to, but... (laughs) I don't think he was trying to, but it was a good... um, It was a good sort of byproduct of, of their racing. So, okay. yeah, just got to be a bit more mentally composed and okay. yeah, live and learn. Let's move on. Let's cut it off there because let's go into the news because we've got a bucket load to talk about. So the news today is brought to you by CD Symptography. Go check out Clayton Davies on Facebook, CD Symptography. Get your photos done if you're doing some oval dirt races and even hit him up with some road races. He does some really good stuff. Uh, he's a really top bloke as well. Uh, so let's get into the news. So randomly over the weekend, a bucket load of news just started piling out, and in a Twitch stream, uh, one of the have we got who it was? Greg, yeah, Hill Greg Hill, yeah, appeared on the. So they had the big. We'll, we'll talk about it in a sec, but the big four hour at Charlotte, which was raising money, and he was he appeared on one of the streams for that, and he just started. There's a question popped up at the bottom about when's rain coming to eye racing, and he goes, "Oh yeah, we're we're testing it now, and we're we're working on the build," and everyone's like, "What?" Hold on, you haven't even announced this yet. <laughs> I think some people actually generally thought it was a joke. Like I saw a few yeah. posts going around saying, no, 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 it was a big joke. They, they weren't being serious. But then they put out the photo, which mm. is of Hockenheim with a McLaren in, I love it, in softs, um, <laughs> yeah. in, in pouring, or not pouring rain, but it's definitely a wet track. I'm just going to assume um, it's not actually moving. It must be stationary because there's no way it's not sideways <laughs> if it's got softs on. <laughs> yeah, because there's a fair bit of water looks like on there. But then, yeah. And then even since then, we've had more content. Now, Ira over in the Aussie card, Discord's popped the post. We, we're trying to find out where it's from to verify it, but it looks like it's a fairly legitimate post. Um, I probably should have messaged him before to ask it out. But basically, Greg Hill's talking about uh, it's in – it's. The the tire they've been working on the the rain for a while now. It's at the stage where the physics and the art and all these other asset managers are, are getting departments are getting hold of it. And he said by the end of the year, they will be one hundred percent using it. Whether it's a public release by the end of the year is still up in the air. It'll depend on how the next couple of months progresses with the 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 development of it but and, and it said, is interesting that this news came out sort of not long after they were looking for those alpha testers um uh-huh. in the forums that we spoke about a few weeks ago so it would be interesting to see I if that was part of out there at that stage that said yeah. this would be what it is but um yeah and should should we touch on the information that ira posted i guess i, I want pref- to yes we could preface it by saying we're not 100 percent sure where this information came from and how true it is but some of the stuff that um, was posted was basically some info about how, how rain would work and, and what it would look like in the game. So there was the, the idea that rain will pull up on the track the same way it could in um, in real life, and that's because of the way that the map's laser scanned. So where if there's little parts in the track that are you know a, a trap for water, then the water would actually stay there. So basically what he's saying is that the raindrops will have physics, like the smoke has physics. So yes. the raindrops will stop and then they will build up and then the natural flow of the, the track and, and, and the area will, will will send the water in certain directions and then obviously right. stop them in central directions. So Yeah, uh, they'll have accurate drainage systems. So water drains mm-hmm. off the track accurately depending on the type of grate that's being used in, in that specific area 
which I thought now, was interesting. They've obviously been getting that data for yep. a fair while now. This has been in development, I'd say, for multiple years. Yeah, so... I, I would say so. Uh, there'll be a new tire model that um, for rain that basically accurately simulates the water going through the treads so that you actually are able to hydroplane or lose grip and et cetera, things like that. And so it works accurately. That specific comment, I like that. I think this is where I've been saying for the last couple of days in multiple discords that this, what's going to happen here, we will get, let's say the VRS Endurance Series will be the one that has the weather which means that those cars, those GT3s, will be the first ones to get the tyre model, which yep. is like we've had with the damage model where it's rolled out over certain things. And even Skippy's got a, got the tyre model and, and, and each car, like it's, it's been a rollout. I think yep. that leads me the most evidence I've had so far to say this will be a gradual rollout. Yep. You will be able to pick whether you do wet races or, or potentially wet races or you'd have no potentially wet races. Yep. It's, it's up to you. So... Uh, I, uh, with the picture of the, the McLaren, I think the, the the Grand Prix series will be 100% where we see it first. Yeah, and that, that would make sense with probably um, already having the different tyres and those kind of strategies yeah. to think about. Um, track polish levels will affect grip. So like a this is typically really my mind. <laughs> rubbered in section of the track will be obviously more polished um, and therefore will have less grip when it rains. Um, so you have to find grip in different parts of the track. So line, different lines will open up uh, depending on, yeah, sort of how rubbered in the track is already. Yep. Um, different tracks are going to absorb the water differently, I guess, based on what the track's made out of. So I guess the type yeah, of so asphalt. Concrete or... first, asphalt and, yep. and things like that. Now, I, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days. Are we going to get rain in dirt? Yeah, true. Interesting. And, and obviously that's going to take it, uh, uh, absorb it a lot differently as well. So Yeah. Uh, it does say all cars where applicable will have rain tires. Um, so I take that as take that as yeah take that as you want to take it. But um, I guess it's yeah any cars maybe that in real life do do run road rain tires then probably will have rain tires, wet yeah. tires I should say. Any that can change a tire that has mm. a tire like there's some yeah I don't know. Uh, um, track will be reflective. Finally, so uh, yeah, you actually be able to see, I guess, the reflection of the sky, I suppose, or grandstands and things, even cars, the the rain, um, yeah, and the true off the cars as well. It's it's extremely important for for wet weather racing because then you know how wet the like you know, especially with the part we're going to talk about next, you'll be able to come into a track, and if all of a sudden you see a highly reflective surface, you're going to go, oh crap, stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So rain will not be global which means it's not just on or it's off. So it's apparently going we to be able to be, be raining have... in one part of the track, but then not in another part of the track. We 100% will be racing at Bathurst with a dry track at the bottom of the hill <laughs> and weather and, and wet coming down the hill at the top. It'll be nuts. I can't... And you, mate, mate, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Sorry, Cal. We've got a question about this later, but the Nürburgring, um, <laughs> where you're going to have rain in parts of it and others won't. So, yeah, um, cool. and then yeah, there'll be the option to have real real life weather for that track location. So if it's raining at the time that the race begins, then it would rain in the sim um, as well, which is um, something that's been around in many games for for a long time. Um, but yeah. good to have it um, yeah, as definitely. part of the rain rain as well. So overall, 
I know you're someone who's been excited about the idea of rain coming. Did watching Valtteri Bottas just decide to go 10-pin bowling in the Formula 1 this week deter you from wanting to see rain on the service anytime soon? Because No, because that all happens at the front of the field. And I'll be cruising <laughs> through from the back of the field. You, you'll, you'll, be, uh, <laughs> you'll be um, oh, the poor bloody Williams driver whose name escapes me. He goes from like 17th to second place in the first yeah, turn. So That'll be me. So, look... Okay, I've been on this for a long time that I've wanted this. Um, I just want the strategy and it, it, it'll it make enduros and special events so much more interesting. Yeah. Um, it'll add such a great level to things. And I know there's this huge kickback of people going, my SR is going to die, my IR is going to die, this is going to be chaos. And then the just F1 didn't good. help that at all. <laughs> But I hundred percent guarantee you, you will be able to choose to race with weather on or off, depending on what series you race in. It's not going to be an absolute flat across the board. They will still yeah. MX five series won't have weather. Um, you'll have the V's won't have weather. It'll just be standard weather and, and all that stuff like that. You will choose. Yes, you'll make that choice. Having said that, if your favorite series is the one that gets weather, and then all of a sudden it's a completely different ball game, like, I understand the frustration there. But I, it's I, I more think... like real life than you're going to get. Like we no, had the and, smoke, smoke yeah. come in, and smoke affected NASCAR huge. Yeah, hundred percent. But we don't hear anyone whinging about it now. Everyone's just like, yeah, cool. We're used to it now. Yeah. So I, I really like it for endurance racing. I don't know how much I'd really enjoy it for like fifteen minute fixed no. Ferrari race or something like that. Uh, but I definitely like I definitely like the um the idea of it in, in endurance racing for sure. You know, all of a sudden a twelve hour race and you know you're a lap down and you could, you know, make up that time by picking the yeah. right tire strategy all of a sudden. And yeah. What I'm interested yeah, cool. to know I, is I can I can drive the slicks on the wet good enough now with the percentage Okay, and then people go in for wets, all of a sudden you make up 30, 40 seconds because you stayed out, you lose a little bit of time, but it comes clear. And, like, it's a huge strategy thing. But, yeah, what are you going to say? Well, I was just to say the one thing I want to know is, like, if, for instance, this is a glo- it's a non-global thing, and so obviously that means the weather's moving and changing throughout the map and throughout the time you're in, in the mm-hmm. session, what tools will we have as drivers to be able to predict and see those yeah. things coming? Because... In real life, you've got a weather map and you can go, oh, it's going to be up. raining. It looks like it's going to rain in the next 15 minutes. We need to start thinking yep. about making a choice. Are we going to have that as well where we can look at some kind of forecast and go, oh, okay, it looks like it's going to rain. Maybe it's only going to hit this part of the track. We should be okay. Um, and then all Wish. of a sudden, do we need to now have a weather degree to play iRacing? <laughs> no, look, what it'll be is I assume, okay, I assume. Spotter will tell you a lot of information while you're out in the track. Um, whether there's a black box that tells you, I don't think so, but hopefully there's some kind of a thing. Like when you go into a race, it'll say there is, these are the hours of the day. If it's a 12 hour race, these are the 12 hours of the day. The weatherman's predicting there'll be 0% chance of rain for the first three hours. There's going to be a 15% chance. And then there's going to be an 80% chance. And then there's going to be a 20% Mm. chance. Um, even if it's a, a one-hour race, okay, so here's the first 15, second 15, third 15, fourth 15. Here's percentages of what we think is going to happen in the race. Yeah. Um, from there, I'm hoping, so a set of course, uh, oh, that's, I've done that as well, but 
uh, they give you five minute windows, I think it is, or maybe even one minute windows where it's yep. you give you get percentages and it's all working on percentages. So you can you it you know eighty percent chance, cool. I think it's then it's a seventy percent, sixty percent. So okay, there might be a lull. We might get through this, or it's just going to bucket down the whole way. We don't know, but yep. at least you're going to make a educated guess at it. But obviously, yes, you'll be able to probably tell from the sky. Um, and obviously the, the wipers. Um, is there rain like coming that. down? Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be able to see the clouds breaking yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And it, it's going to be interesting the tools they let us have because what tools do you have as a real real life driver? And that's what they want to mimic. We know yeah. that. And, I, and I don't think be... you can be going blind. I think that's a bit no. unrealistic. So you, I, I assume a lot of it will come through your spotter. Hey, look, the clouds are coming over. Hey, there's there's a ninety percent chance of rain right now. What do you want to do? Hey, the wet the track's losing, you know, that there's rain in the second half of the track. Do you want to come in? And and then you'll have to start watching what the other tires what other cars are doing for speed and stuff like that. It's it's gonna be interesting and it has to be and I I what I mentioned before is they've been working on this for multiple years now. They have to have. They want to do this right. They don't want to put this in and then piss off a whole customer base and lose a whole customer base. They want yeah, this right. Sure. So they will give us as much information as they deem necessary as far as real-life drivers would get. And yep. real-life drivers would have someone sitting in the thing saying, hey, this is what's happening with the weather. Yep. So, yeah, that's where I think it'll sit. But yeah, it'll be interesting. It's... Hopefully we get more information. And I think this is a thing of this is coming in December probably maybe february they know it's going to be controversial so let's just slip it out now and get everyone used to it rather than going <laughs> in november surprise we got rain coming next month yeah i think it gives them opportunity to hear some feedback and if there's any worries that people have they can address it before it even actually gets put into the yep. game as and well. and they so. will show many many streams or videos of this is what it's like this is how it is, and they'll probably even do cool. Here's the assumptions. We're going to do an invitational series, and that we're going to turn it on for this invitational series and check it out in real life. Watch this race, yeah. and there'll be all kinds of stuff so we can see what's going on. They did make some other announcements as well. So should we have a chat about oh those? God. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Mount Washington for the next part. So we've got more tracks coming. But did you see a hill climb coming? <laughs> I must admit, I. Never in my wildest guesses would have said that one Look, of the next tracks would be a hill climb. <laughs> I, I sat back and I've gone, what's Rally need? Look, I know Rally needs a lot like stages, you know, they've got close stage got their, sort of things. They do need stage racing. It's Colin McRae. It's that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't think they would do it, but that was the next logical. It, like they've been making these moves to get dirt racing more content, right? And we talked about that with a bow, which you'll hear in the future in, in the interview process with Bo. They've been working on that. And the le- next logical step is not to have the, the, the rally cars going around in circles, but have them on a stage. And the hill climb's the perfect way to start because who doesn't want to do a hill climb? Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, and I just hope it means that we're going to get some other hill climbs as well. Like how cool would it be able to take the whole iRacing catalogue and um, basically do your own do Goodwood, Mo- Goodwood yeah. Motor um, Festival yeah. of Speed like that would just be they don't awesome. put in they don't put in one hill climb just for the sake of it they've got to yeah. put in five or six hill climbs so that they can do a series yeah and they'll have a short version of the track and a long version of the track so at least they can then do 
okay, so with hill climb this week's hill climb part A or hill climb short, hill climb long. Yeah. So then they can they can get six and they can repeat it and then they've got a full season. So I did see in the Discord, uh, I don't know if it was Matthew Joy or I'll have to have double check who it was. I think it might have been uh might have been to get to. Yeah. Might have actually even been uh yeah, it was Matthew Joy. Uh saying, Well, if they've chucked in a hill climb, are they gonna put the reverse um of the of the track so, on there so you can do it downhill as well? <laughs> Well, that I think Nathan Verney also made the same question. We'll get to the question in a sec quickly, um, but why not? Yeah, like it's not like it's hard to do. It's it's all there. It's just hey, route flip. It's not like they've got to re-render anything, I guess. But if they set it up right, all the signage and all that kind of stuff is going to be for both ways. But why not? Like it's <laughs> extra content, and people Absolutely. are going to use it. Like imagine. Imagine Justin Howe turn around and going pro trucks on hill climb this week. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It would be. It would definitely make for some interesting. Uh, so, is it going to be hill correct. climb? It's like it's going to be just time based. Is it going to be time trials? Or don't know. We can't have two cars wide going around a hill climb, can we? <laughs> Tokyo drift style. Yeah, Maybe yeah I, don't it's, it's gonna, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I love how it's, it snowed and they had the, you know the, the amount of work they've gone into to get this thing is nuts, but. Let's go on to the new tracks, mate. What are new tracks are coming to iRacing in well, September by the look of it? I love the way they announced the uh, Hungaro ring one. So <laughs> not only do they, you know, chuck it out there and say, hey, look look how cool this is. They decide to do it after the complete and utter disaster of turn one in the Formula <laughs> One and basically throw massive shade at Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> you know, just completely having a crack at him and basically say, hey, soon you guys will be able to drive this track as well. Just please approach with more caution than big old Valtteri. Like, <laughs> I just I just thought that was amazing. <laughs> just not only are you Our going to... doesn't hold back. Yeah, not only are you going to surprise everyone with this new information, but just decide to take down a professional Formula One driver in the process. Like, just great stuff. Well done, iRacing. I, I'm going to say it. Maybe he deserved it. <laughs> oh, I don't think Maybe. he 100% deserved it. <laughs> Anyone who goes 10 pin bowling in a Formula One car deserves what they're getting to him, I say. Uh, so, yeah, Hungaroring GP track coming, which is going to be cool from all regards. Um, Real life drivers love this track. Um, yep. You know, a lot of the drivers say it's like driving on a just a bigger go kart track, um, and they they all seem to love it. So, actually, looking at the layout and stuff, I think it'd be a great uh, skippy track. Oh, yeah. um, as you well, you so. 100% know as soon as it launches, we're going there for skip. Yeah, it, it'll be he'll make up whatever season he wants to do. It'll be <laughs> F1. Chaos road <laughs> stars season or something or like yeah. that, but we're going there straight away. So. Yeah, so very excited about that. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. They've just got you know legends dropping their content <laughs> nowadays as well. Our racing are really taking it to the next level this last couple of days. Uh, Dale's saying, been working with them for a long time. Though. Yeah, that's right. He has. He was um, one of the ones who got. I don't know which track it was. Um, they, the one of the old historical tracks that he led the charge and got out there, and they had to fully weed the the asphalt because it was so so run over, and he had to lead this whole team of superstars to to get it back up to scratch so they can then laser scan it. It was nuts the work he's been doing. Yeah, so he announced uh, coming in September that Hickory Motor Speedway will be um, making its way uh, onto the service as well. So the point six three six three mile oh, Hickory Motor little... Speedway. <laughs> Uh, which I know absolutely nothing about. So I don't know if you know anything about it, but I know absolutely nothing about it. 
No, it might even be this track I was talking about. But, um, yeah, I think it's uh, reading uh, really on the schedule. It was on the schedule through to 1998. It's a it's a pretty historic little track. It might even be the one I was just mentioning before that they had to go out and yeah and do up. But, um, yeah, I don't know a huge amount about it, but it's, you know, another track and, and more content coming in a couple of months' time. So, you know, it's going to be great. Can't lots go there. and lots of news. <laughs> uh, so quickly, we touched on it before, but um, iRacing raises $55,000 on the weekend, 55634 if you want to be exact in the inaugural Charlotte four-hour, um, benefiting multiple sclerosis, yeah, that one, society, um, which uh, was, yeah, apparently all really good fun. And if I had have had a chance, it's only a four-hour, but we probably should have got into it, but we didn't quite, so... Yeah, I, in hindsight, I wish I had a had a crack with someone just for a bit of fun. It did look good, um, even if it was you know jumping in the MX five and thrashing that around the Charlotte Roval like the good old days in in the rookie class. Um, but yeah, I watched a couple of streams and it looked like a fun race. Uh, you had unlimited fast repairs, so um, yeah. it was all about raising money and doing doing the best you can. Um, so it was good to see them uh, put something like that on. It was a really good idea, and hope to see more things like that in the future. I think. Definitely, definitely. So that wraps up the news. We'll move into the results because we are already falling way behind schedule. Uh, the results this week are brought to you by Brewster Coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R dot coffee. They're all over our cars. Go check out all the latest places, all the best places around you. And, and more than that, go create the content. Go rate your local place on the website um, and, and so everyone else can find out if you're not in lockdown. Uh, that is the, <laughs> That is true. Yeah, unfortunately, I am. You're not, which is a I'm first not. for a we've, long time. <laughs> we've 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 done a bit of a swap in that regard. I must admit, yeah, I'm going to have to go through and see if I can find my favorite coffee reviews. So if you do go on and rate uh, some good yeah, coffee know. in your area, and you make a really good review, whether it's just great quality or or it has some kind of funniness to the positive review as well, hmm. um, I'd love I'd love to see it. <laughs> if you, I 100 guarantee you, if you let us know, give us a link. I will read it out live on air and part of the, the, the sponsorship. I, as long as you mention you listen to your favorite iRacing podcast while <laughs> having a, a brew, that, that'll get you extra points as well. But definitely, if you do a review, let us know and I will read it out. Let's head into um, Formula Fees, which I just realized I don't think I've watched. Um, <laughs> so you'll have to take the lead on this one because uh, Race 1 didn't exist as far as I'm aware. Um, no, no results from Race 1. So we just go straight to Race 2. Uh, oh, hold on. No, there is say, results. There's definitely we'll results the, there, but that's okay. We'll just, no, we'll just skip the first place person. We'll just go the rest of them. <laughs> um, yeah, well, race one, I didn't actually see either because I was busy doing something that I don't remember exactly what it was. We Maybe it was recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> we were recording a podcast, so I didn't see the first race. Um, I caught the very end of it, I think. Um, actually, no, I don't, even think, I don't even I think, think I did. Not controversial, but Cameron Dance had it in the bag and then the last corner decided he had a slowdown and didn't want to clear it. Ah, um, crossed did the, the old line. Nathan Verney at um, Suzuka. Yeah, so crossed the line and got put back to 22nd officially, which <laughs> promoted young Ryan Jones to first place, which is the joke we were making before that <laughs> you didn't quite pick up on. But so, anyway, yes. so Ryan, Ryan Jones taking the win. Uh, must be the night to be a Ryan because Ryan Howe, new to the series, took out second place. 
And then Sean Doyle getting himself on the podium with a third place. So they were your top three. Lee Partridge, Kirk Broadhurst, Simon Clayson, Dennis Hancock, Ray Oliver, Michael Skurlock, and Stuart Crawford rounding out your top 10. Now, we had some good movers in this race as well. So Kirk Broadhurst was 13th up to 5th. Uh, Ray Oliver, 22nd up to 9th. Uh, Max Donnelly, 29th up to 12th. Um, and a few others in the mid-pack. Uh, Ashley Knowles, 23rd up to 14th. Callum Heimrich, uh, probably his best result, I would say, uh, so far in the Aussie Car Vs, 27th up to 15th. So great job by him. Um, well and then uh, Jeremy Bush, 26th up to 16th. Um, and also a little bit further down, Rick Berger, 37th up to 19th as well. So up 18 positions. So great job. Uh, by him so yeah it looks like there was some big moves in the pack uh, in the pack um and some some really uh big names in this series including a former former national formula v champion um and as well a very own podcast guest reese gardner southpaw racer who yeah uh, as a team him and ryan simpson did not have a good night <laughs> unfortunately for them <laughs> oh well. uh, so there you go. That's the wrap-up of race one. Race two saw another Ryan this time take the win in the longer race. Uh, Ryan Howe, new to the series, taking his maiden Aussie car victory. Uh, Simon Clayson taking second place, another new name. And Dennis Hancock giving back-to-back podiums uh, for White Knuckle Racing, taking third place. Uh, Daniel Hedeshire, Joshua Burden, Kirk Broadhurst, Sean McKenzie, Ryan Jones, Chris Noble, and our very own Nathan Verney rounding out the top 10 of that race. Uh, so does it make some... you feel any better that Cameron Dance had probably a worse night than you did for a round one? Yeah, I guess it just goes to show it could happen to the best of us, can't it, Pete? It does, yeah. <laughs> the, the best out there. So. <laughs> um, Sean McKenzie was a big mover in race two, 19th up to 8th. Uh, Nathan Verney, 16th up to 11th. Aaron Friend, 37th up to 16th and Rick Berger again 35th up to 17th so some big moves there um, there must be a penalty the in there because I've got Nathan Verney up to 10th on mine so. oh you very well do it's probably another post-race penalty in there somewhere yep. um, and also uh, there was one more that I've just lost Max Donnelly again 32nd yeah. up to 14th or 13th Max so, do some very... practice qualifying <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's clearly, some um, some positive he, driving. Maybe he and just wants moving. a shout out on the week every week. Go check out Max Donnelly on Twitch. There um, you go. I want to be the biggest mover every week. That's what it, probably what it is. That's right. So series points look very different to the way they looked at the end of the last season, which I think saw either Cameron Dance or Alex McKellar topping the series points. Um, but Cameron Dance is all the way down in twenty ninth position at the moment. So it was a field of forty that took the grid. Or thirty nine, um, ridiculous in in the two races. So absolutely nuts. So series points currently go Ryan Howe at nine points from Ryan Jones, Simon Clayson a further eleven points back, and then Dennis Hancock, Kirk Broadhurst, Joshua Burden, Sean Doyle, and Stuart Crawford tied for seventh. Seventh, Max Donnelly and Nathan Verney rounding out the top ten. So some big names is- missing from the top ten from last season. Uh, such as Daniel Hedeshard, Sean McKenzie, Lee Partridge, Chris Noble, and Cameron Dance himself. So quite a few big names uh, not having their best round. Uh, once we get to the teams, I'll make an announcement. Uh, we won't do that just yet, but it's pretty hard work when the road to 2K is taken up by pretty much three of the top 
of three of the top four in the series <laughs> points of the top three in the in the road to 2k so ryan house simon clayson dennis hancock taking out um the top three there michael harland in fourth our very own callum is in fifth uh road to 2k driver ash knowles for locked on is in sixth um yeah matthew gattini um paul ward leon williams and Stafford marsden rounding out the 10. now moving into the points there's been a change to lock on locked on racing so um, it's been a vicious, vicious cycle. So Vic <laughs> Van Felsen had a bad race, uh, race round one. So we've dropped him, unfortunately, from uh, locked on <laughs> racing, uh, locked on no locked on lads team. Uh, Nathan Burney's got a new partner. Uh, we picked up Michael Skurlock as his partner. Now I'd say that all in jest, Vic. You're Vic. You're a legend, and thank you for doing this. The reason we've done this. If people don't know, Nathan Verney and Michael Skurlock have been friends since like six. <laughs> yeah, they've always wanted to race together, um, but they've never had a chance. They've always been locked into driving with someone else. And then when it almost happened, then Skurlock left the Skippy League and it's all kind of craziness has happened. So it just happens that Skurlock's decided to race in the Vs for the first time without a team. Nathan approached him and said, can you and he said yes so we're finally getting these two to race together in our racing for the first time in, in forever so i feel really happy that this has happened but that's um, and vic's going to drop back with ash knowles which will actually put him further up i think than, than these guys or maybe not maybe not quite um but yeah it's gonna be really good to see those two race together so well done but uh currently white knuckle racing as we mentioned before getting two podiums in the two races is leading uh alpha racing team in second uh with chris Noble and Ryan Howe, the, the championship leader. Uh, Aussie Car Racing Team, their first ever debut as a racing team. Stuart Crawford and Daniel Hedishai taking out third at the moment. Uh, Orocco Racing uh, in fourth. Aussie Cars having their, their second car there, second team in fifth. Fusion Sim Racing in sixth. Locked On Black Sheep Racing leading the Locked On Charge. Well done. Until we change the teams around, um, are coming sitting in seventh. Uh, locked on lads, we just talked about in eighth, which will change. Uh, Chill out motorsports in ninth, and AMR racing in tenth. Really good to see. Like this goes down to fourteen teams. There's only a couple of single teams in there. So well done to everyone involved in the teams this time. Uh, let's move on to Aussie Skip Barber, which we have talked about in detail before. So we'll just quickly go into the results. Do you want to take it away? Do you want to relive? The results, or do you want me to go there? No, no, you know, so I'll continue this therapy session as, as planned. So, uh, Russell Clark ran away with race one after leaving the scene of the crime. I mean, after <laughs> <laughs> getting himself through some, uh, some interesting, uh, sp- uh, spinning cars. Uh, so Russell Clark won, uh, from John Schultz and Alex McKellar in third place, keeping his consistency from last season. Up and running, James Chashtonoff, Ben Snell, Brady Baldwin, Matthew March, Sean Doyle, Timothy Harris, and Ashley Knowles rounding out the top 10. Uh, some big movers in the field. Timothy Harris, 16th up to 9th. Um, Dennis Hancock, 14th up to 11th. And honestly, not too much movement no. apart from that, to be honest. Uh, Jeremy There's Bush, a lot of people 18th up to 14th. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really hard to make a move this these days in the race one. That's why qualifying is so important and making no mistakes is so important. Oh, it's easy to make a move backwards. It is very easy. You can lose <laughs> a race in race one, in lap one, but you can't win a race in lap one. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, look, it, it's a, it's the strength of the field. Yeah. Everyone is so closely 
close in in skill level and they don't make mistakes anymore except for you um (laughs) that's pretty much it so like a lot of those places are pretty much the crash at the front dropped everyone up two spots so it's um it's very interesting league at the moment that's why i said qualifying is so important so important yeah uh race two alex mckellar got himself back on the winners list from james chastanoff alex john uh, rounding out the podium places, recovering from his um, unluckiness in race one. Brady Baldwin, Matthew Mites getting himself a top five. Sean Doyle, Nathan Verney, Dennis Hancock, Jeremy Bush, and Ben Snell round out your top 10. Um, I quickly bit... want to shout out Farron Hancock's there in 11. That's a fairly good finish for him as well. Yeah, awesome job by uh, Farron. Uh, big movers, Sean Doyle, 23 up to sixth. Um Definitely had a few people surprised. I know in our chat, uh, watching back some of the the racing, a few people going, "Well, how the hell is Sean here? Like, what's got? Where did yeah. he come from?" Uh, which was really. I good. literally and- said that when I looked at my rear vision mirror, and um, he replaced Simon Dobner all of a sudden. And I think he scared himself because Simon Dobner reappeared in the middle of his car <laughs> and then flashed out again. <laughs> and some, yeah, it was uh, he was taking overtaking two people in that turn three uh, multiple times, two cars at a time. So yeah, very well done, Sean Doyle. Yeah, it was a really good drive. I, uh, I think a few of the guys were saying like it's always it's always good racing with Sean. It's always hard, and it's always um, you know oh, yeah, he's, he a tough, he's a tough, he's a tough character to, to race against. Um, he one hundred percent feels that he should be in front of you, no <laughs> yeah, matter all what, times. who you are. <laughs> and he'll do anything to get there, no matter what. Uh, I, sh- I should fine. actually back Sean up on that. That to be fair, we did a uh, uh, Hockenheim ring official together, and he very much sat behind me when he could have probably oh, made some moves on me, and we worked together okay. really well. So I will back you up on Sean. Uh, that one, Sean. Don't <laughs> worry, I got, I got you back. Um, yeah, they were the main big movers. Clayton Davies, twenty first up to fifteenth. Um, and again, apart from that, it wasn't too many big moves. Um, Mighty 11th up to 5th. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let's move into the series points after round one. And surprise, surprise, Alex McKellar's on top. But James Shatsonoff is only five behind him coming out of race one. But then there's sort of a seven point gap to John Schultz after Milo did not have a very good race. So, shout out to Russell Clark in race two for hitting not just one part of the pit exit, but both sides of pit exit. And then I believe getting an unsafe pit entry because he spun and went across the white line. So well done, Russell. You are an absolute legend. The payback is a bitch. Um, <laughs> did I say that aloud? Um, so, yeah. So, sorry. Uh, Brady Baldwin in fourth, which is an amazing start for him. Well done. Matthew Mites in fifth, which is ever consistent and, and great results for him. Alex John, after trouble in race one, sits in sixth. Ben Snell, after trouble in race two, in seventh. Russell Clark, after trouble in race two, eighth. And uh, Sean Doyle, who we just talked about, then uh, into eighth as well, equal with Russell Clark, Dennis Hancock, the other white knuckle racer, one point back in tenth. Uh, and then there's like this massive little train of, of Nathan Verney, Jeremy Bush, Farron Hancock, myself, Ashley Knowles, Timothy Harris, Ira Felberg, Clayton Davies, Sean McKenzie are all within a handful of points for the next ten, which is yeah obvious. Um, being so early in the season, but well done all. So what's happening in the team points? It's unfortunate, I think. Same old, same old. Yeah, I think it's close. Um, top split racing, I've already managed to get themselves a 20-point lead over Van Diemen Racing. Uh, White Knuckle Racing, two points back from them in third place. Uh, Locked On Podcast interviews, um, Matthew Mites and Nathan Verney holding down fourth. Uh, myself and Chasty, despite... 
uh, my not so fun night uh, in fifth. High octane sim sport locked on lads road to 2k locked on black sheep racing ORT uh, Aussie car racing team locked on lads the man cave podcast missed apex and wolf pack racing rounding out the team's points. Yeah, so then the road to 2k um, not a good start from me, but not a horrible start. But Brady Baldwin's way out in front. It's his to lose after round one already, but. We have seen Brady make a few mistakes, but not so far in the last couple of seasons, so the last couple of races. So we'll see if he can hold on from there. But our very own Jeremy Bush is up there in second. Farron Hancock's after I said that great result in race two, up into third, a couple of points ahead of me. Uh, and I've already had messages from Ashley Noll in fifth about me in fourth, one point ahead of him. So it's race on. Clayton Davies in sixth, Craig Kerman in the seventh. Simon Dobner, eight, equal with Tim Court, who did not have a good race either, unfortunately. Well, good, good round either. So shout out to Tim for coming back at Catalonia. Um, and David Darren Lasso takes out the 10. Now, unfortunately, Carl Withy's having a wisdom tooth pulled out this week. So he was unable to cover the Ann's car, but they are sort of in a lull at the moment. Uh, we will get him back next week, though, to wrap up what he missed out on. Uh, we need so that well sweet, soon. sweet voice. We miss it. Yeah. Um, I've been having shots at him on Facebook too about because we've just had Stuart Brown. No, sorry. Um, we just had Jonathan Hancock interview pop down. He goes, oh, another Aussie car um, commentator, ex-Aussie car commentator. He said, when are you going to get the voice off? I said, we just had Stuart on. It's, it's interesting <laughs> you mentioned that. He wasn't happy with that, but we will get Carl on eventually. It is. Hopefully he gets well. Get well soon, mate. We'll cover Anne's car as soon as we can. We just want to quickly, we're running out of time already. Um, WRX, uh, the World Championship Qualifier, is going. Uh, you will hear a chat with Bo uh, Albert very, very soon from us, which is talking all about that. And you've obviously already heard from Alex Bergeron as well. I just want to quickly cover where we're at after three races into the championship. Currently, uh, this is, I'm just going to preface this now. I can't pronounce anything for shit. I'm going to, oh, sorry, I swore. I'll beat that out. I won't. Um, <laughs> I will mark up every single one of these names. So first is Rasmus uh, Chmanen, uh sitting in first. Kevin Ellis Jr., the legend that is, is in second. Atu Hakan, oh, I, can, I can never, I can, I hear it and I can't say it. <laughs> I call, yeah, that one is sitting in third. Uh, so that's 760 to 756 points back to 715 points. Alex Bergeron's in fourth. Otto Tuskenen's in fifth. Bo Albert is sitting in sixth. So that's sort of your top six. Um, so well done to all those people who are, who, who are racing in that at the moment after three races. So just quickly can touch on the last race top split, which I was just telling you before about the actual um, strength of the fields in these are absolutely ridiculous. Mm, uh, so sure. I was going to ask me to log in. I had this set up before, um, but yeah, so the, the previous race, was at Brands Hatch, which I know Bo wasn't looking forward to. He just wanted to get some points out of there and move on. But he ended up going fourth in top split, which was a strength of field of 6,727 people. The 10 cars were racing in there. Uh, they all look like they're Subarus as well. Uh, maybe that one wasn't. Uh, but uh, Rasmus uh, Tuminen in first. Uh, Killian Dolom- Dolomo in second. Louis... Nunez in third, Bo Albert in fourth, George Edmondson in fifth in top split. Uh, so well done to you guys in that race. So we'll try and bring a bit more of that to you when we can. 
let's move on to so i'm just reading off facebook right now um sam lehman shout out to you you're a legend uh he's just promoted the new um oz pro-am uh on fgm ecast and he's put up a quote quickly becoming one of the must watches of the week and then he's that's apparently us locked on lads podcast he's, he's tagged as the 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 quote from so apparently i said that or you said that or, or someone said that over the last couple of weeks um i probably tim harris himself but we will get information from tim harris i hope by the time this goes live and i'll slot it in here and he'll give you a wrap up of what happened in the last week's pros uh pro-am or ozpass race so take it away tim G'day guys, Tim Harris here, just bringing you coverage from round five of the OzPass Pro-Am Sim Series. Uh, this round is a wildcard round, uh, the Audi 90 GTO. It's a four-wheel drive, uh, 700 horsepower, yeah, a lot of power, turbo lag, no ABS brakes. So it's pretty of a wild beast and um, a field of 43 was set to take the grid at the Charlotte Roval course in America. Uh, very wild car. Everyone did a really, really good job to contain themselves uh, and uphold the driving standards that are only, uh, held in such high esteem in the OzPass Pro-Am Sim Series. Uh, so with the wild card format, not running the GT3s, it was down to two 20-minute sprint races, which would work out to about 16 laps per race. Uh, with these 20-minute sprint races, being the wild card as well, there's a little bit of a points uh, reduction per round per se compared to the GT3 rounds and particularly the Enduro GT3 rounds which will earn the drivers a higher points rank. However, uh, in such a competitive series every point is uh, definitely uh, required to get yourself as high up the table as you can, as can be. With that, uh, obviously a lot of practice went in from a lot of the guys there just to try and bring up the pace in the car they don't usually drive. It's a really wild car, and if you haven't had a chance and you're on iRacing, the Audi 90 GTO, uh, it's not a very commonly used car, but it's a lot of fun. In terms of the 43 drivers we had taken the field, that our split worked out to thereabouts 22 drivers from the pro class and 21 drivers from the amateur class taken. So uh, our TQ for the night was one Mr. Shane Morse, and second qualifying Dennis Gaturik, doing a very good job over uh, some very, very fast throughout the rest of the series, and Jack Boyd. So these cars also featured a standing start, which is something different to the usual rolling starts for the GT3s. So that caught a lot of people out in the first race, uh, and there's quite a bit of movement, especially in the tight, uh, the tight roval arena, which saw cars probably from about grid position 12 back actually starting either on the final chicane or or behind it. So it's, it's an action-packed little 20-minute race, but anyone. I think with less than 10 incident points, did really well. The lap times there, we're looking at 115.9 uh, for Shane Wallace. Jack Boyd getting a 115.8 on the last lap, actually chasing down uh, Shane Wallace. Uh, so overall, really good performance and fast laps by these guys. For that first 20-minute race, Shane Wallace first place. Second place, Jack Boyd. Third, Dennis Gaturik. Fourth, Joshua Fitt. 5th, Jack Wittes, 6th, uh, Michael Bolton, 7th, uh, Timothy Alty, 8th, Michael Rosenblatt, ninth Luke Turner, and 10, Maverick Benson. 
so Maverick Benson being one of the biggest movers as well from 21st on the grid. Uh, another big mover uh, being Adam Funslow from 29th up to 16th, uh, as well as Michael Fabian from 43rd on the grid uh, up to 19th in the pro class rankings for race one. As far as we go then for the amateur field, uh, in first place for that race one, we had uh, Daniel Webster, who I believe is the currently first or second in the championship, starting off grid five. So he did really, really well. Picked up a lot of pace, fastest by a long way of the amateur drivers. Uh, coming home first for the AM class over Matt Andrews, Timothy Hancock, Aaron Lawler, uh, Dale Carpenter, Sam Limham, uh, Glenn Riddell, uh, Glenn Boyd, Chris Sturdy and Timothy Harris take up the top 10 for race one. So with all said and done, then it was an inverse top 15 for the race two, which sort of really spiced things up a bit and obviously had uh, your 15th place finisher from race one being on pole and then having the 14th fastest cars on the grid bearing down on them for a 20-minute sprint race where uh, all points were on offer. From there on, she was another uh, just action-packed race. Uh, a lot of good clean racing between all the drivers, uh, given how wild the cards, cars were. So class of the field, once again, Shane Wallace started 15th, finished first. Uh, fastest lap time, the only driver in the 15-second 15 bracket over Jack Boyd, uh, Dennis Gaturic, Michael Roseblatt, Scott Cray, Joshua Fitt, Luke Turner, Michael Bolton, John Merritt, and Timothy Alty. Uh, the Amateur class uh, series organizer uh, Sam Lehman, uh, starting from 24th, he went on to, to win the amateur class, followed by uh, Lachlan Capel, Timothy Harris, Matt Andrews, Aaron Lawler, Andrew Hayes, Daniel Cheney, uh, Philip Alty, and Daniel Webster in ninth, and Dale Carpenter rounding out the 10. Uh, so after all the post race incidents had been reviewed there uh, on as far as the standings go, Shane Wallace is on top of the pro class uh, and he has thereabouts a 350 point uh, lead at the moment over Jack Boyd. Luke Turner sitting in third, Ross Rizzo has risen to fourth, Joshua Fitt in fifth place, Jack Wittes sixth, Scott Cray in seventh, Adam Funslow in eighth, Brandon Levin uh, in ninth and Paul Mansell up into 10th with the car change into the Ferrari. As far as the amateur rankings go, uh, first place is Matthew Andrews, second place Daniel Webster, third Lachlan Capel, fourth Timothy Harris, fifth Graham Smith, sixth Chris Surdy, seventh Sam Lehman, eighth Derek Orty, ninth Aaron Lawler, and tenth Daniel Cheney. So uh, not too much movement as far as the championship positions go but with the, a lower points ranking available for this round that sort of explains that uh, on to the next round however, however the cars back into the GT3 uh, at the uh, Imola circuit so that's often an interesting one with lots of chicanes and curbs and undulations once again you can find the broadcast through FGM eCast broadcast on a Tuesday night at 7.30 Australian Eastern Standards Time. And once again, that's thanks to CTC, 
Computer Technology Corporation, simrigs.com, HJ Plant Repairs, Phoenix Smokers, and 93PC. So until next week, uh, when we can bring you the race report from Imola, have a good week and have some fun on Irish soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you for that, Tim. Uh, so we look forward to hearing more from Ozpass. It is a really good series. It is just the strength of that field is nuts. So go check it out when you can. Uh, so Scraps went to Chicago Land Speedway, as I mentioned last week. Uh, so in that, the nice big, not quite, it's 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 a, just a large oval. So it's a one miler from my understanding. Um, but yeah, pretty much it's a little bit of throttle. Uh, control around a couple of corners. That was about it. Uh, there were six cautions in the rate, seven lead changes uh, with three different people leading at some stage. We did 85 laps, um, which was a little bit more than we are supposed to because of the, the extra um, cautions that we had at the end. Uh, but it was time certain technically in the end. So Matt Danson took the win after leading for 34 laps. Uh, Braden Bullos for Altus as well, so 47 Laps he led, unfortunately, did not lead the last lap, was 0.17 back because that's under safety car. Uh, probably had a really good chance to win that as well. Dave Douglas uh, joining us for the second time, did a really good race to come third. Ashley Near, well done in fourth. Sam Stride, who I was following for a while there, and really I was flying behind him until I got taken out uh, and, and keeping up with him, came in fifth. Simon Mazomo in sixth. Tim Weston in seventh. Day. Daniel Yeaman in eighth. Jaden Russell, um, unfortunately, went back down to ninth, and Darren McKenzie in tenth. So, unfortunately, Tim Court did not have a good night for Locked On Racing. Uh, taken out lap one, went two laps down, but ended up getting back on the lead lap um, with the finish. So, well done. But that takes us to the season standings, which go a little bit like this. Matt Danson is taking the lead over Braden Bullos, um, in by five points, uh, Jaden Russell is in third, jumped up one position uh, for the 20 points back. Uh, Jason Martin's in fourth, another three points back. Daniel La- Nate Yeaman, Simon Manzomo, Daniel Stevens are fifth, sixth, seventh. Uh, Darren McKenzie's jumped up two places after last round to get to eighth. Ryan Jones sits steady in ninth, and Matty Jones in tenth, who has dropped two places. I'm just sitting there in 11th. Uh, and Tim Court is sitting there in 14th at the moment. So, yeah, that's what's happening in the world of scraps. Let's go to Sunday Night Lights. I will hear from Alex McKellar. He will definitely hear from Alex McKellar. Take it away, Alex. Thanks, Wilco. G'day, everyone. Alex McKellar here, the host of Top Split TV's ongoing coverage of Sunday Night Lights. Round 7 saw the drivers tackle the newly released Red Bull ring for the first time. The debut season of the ring drew a big crowd and a capacity grid of 20 of the best drivers lined up for the top split broadcast race. Qualifying saw some familiar faces top the timesheets with Julian O'Frey taking out his first pole of the season, showing that he had the pace at the first up track. Joining him on the front row was championship leader at the halfway point of the season, Team Mavano's Ludwig Giedi. His teammate Manu Big Breaks Luketa starting third and Danny Blanco starting in fourth. A couple of the old guard filled out the third row on the grid with the face of Iberian Skippy Racing Cristobal Otero and the great Dane himself Dennis Johansson starting fifth and sixth. 
Leading ANZ title contender Corey Lane only managed 7th while the other ANZ drivers in the field, Team Milo's Ben Snell, his team boss Russell Clark III and the Cowboy Sam Devantia starting 10th, 17th and 19th respectively. From the first lap, the racing was intense as the track allowed drivers to navigate the hotly contested packs through a combination of relatively long straights and tight corners presenting enticing passing opportunities. For long periods of the race, we saw three groups of drivers contest the bulk of the 12 laps in this fashion, jostling for position as they attacked all the while. By the second lap, there was a breakaway group of seven drivers comprising of all our regular international contenders, Corey Lean left to lead the ANZ charge once again, heading up a secondary pack in 8th position after Snell lost the rear of his car through the final corner on lap 1. The lead pack jostled throughout the first half of the race, with the 7 drivers involved all vying for their turn at the front, with those in the middle of that pack showing a mix of quick reflexes and skill to keep themselves out of trouble and in the mix for the win. The results of the race recorded four separate drivers to lead laps, a further testament to the hard charging that occurred in the front group of drivers. The mid-stage of the race saw ANZ drivers Corey Lean and Russell Clark forgo their chances at good results in separate incidents. Lean once again getting turned in the braking zone of a corner and Clark out braking himself into the downhill braking zone at turn three, having minor contact and spinning as a result. At the same time, two of the front runners, O'Frey and Johansson, fell out of the race in an incident through the final corner where the two drivers came together in unexpected fashion in the acceleration zone, where the great Dane Johansson inadvertently turned the Frenchman O'Frey, ending both their shots at the win. Having been relatively quiet all race whilst remaining towards the back of the lead pack, it wasn't until the final lap that the Iberian pair of teammates Otero and Maza really looked to make their presence felt. Cristobal Otero was the first to launch his assault when teammates Gidi and Luqueta went three wide with Danny Blanco in turn two on the final lap. The Iberian driver looked to take advantage of the mayhem and in turn made it three wide for the lead into the subsequent corner. In fact, it was both three wide on entry and three wide on exit of the same corner, remarkably though not with the same drivers throughout. Geedy got the best drive out of the corner, leaving his teammate Luqueta to hang out to dry on the exit of the outside of the same corner, and Blanco to fill the gap left by his exit, and Maza joining his teammate Otero to continue the fight. By the next corner at turn five, we saw Blanco and Otero touch with Blanco coming off second best and dropping back momentarily to seventh position by the time he regained control. This left previous round's winner, Ludwig Giedi, to go back to back and take out his second win of the season in the most exciting race of the season so far. A sensational return to Sunday Night Lights racing saw Cristobal Otero rise to take out second place with his teammate perhaps redressing earlier contact, leaving the door open in the final sector for Gidi's Mivano Sim Racing teammate Manu, big breaks Luketa to round out the podium in third. Oscar Maza ended the night in fourth, with Danny Blanco managing to claim sixth by the time he crossed the line. It was a sorry night for the ANZ drivers in the field, all of whom finished outside the point-scoring positions. The Cowboys' Sam Devantia led the way, finishing 14th, Lean, Clark and Snell 16th, 17th and 20th respectively. 
Turning our eye to the lower splits, where competitors can score valuable SNL points with good results, the 4,700 strength of field in the top split saw the likes of quality drivers Vasco Sorovsky, Braden Martin and Michael Skurlock relegated to the second split. However, this allowed the ANZ crew to push their claims in what was one of the strongest second splits of the season, with Sorovsky taking both pole and the win on the night. Sorovsky finished just ahead of Locked On iRacing's own Braden Martin, who this week cracked 3,000 iRating for the first time, furthering his efforts towards a regular place in the broadcast race each week, efforts that were advanced by his second-place finish. Michael Skurlock made a welcome return to the series, finishing fifth, while Martin's teammate Nathan Verney finished in 16th. The high strength of field throughout the night means we have to dive down to the third split to follow the continued championship efforts of Mark Jeffrey and Ken Himes, both our SNL stalwarts securing good results, with Jeffrey picking up a podium position in third and Himes one place further behind him in fourth. Locked on iRacing's own Matthew Mites made his SNL debut with a strong performance, finishing just ahead of Jeffrey in a solid second position. Looking to the championship table after seven rounds, we see Mivano Sim Racing's Ludwig Giedi consolidate his position at the top of the standings, and Julian O'Frey remains in second, despite his unfavourable result at the Red Bull Ring. Giedi's teammate, Manu Big Breaks Luketa, retakes third position with Corey Lean, losing both that position along with the title of leading ANZ driver in the championship. Mitchell Nichols sneaks into that role with an 8th place finish in the second split this week, seeing him rise to sit just inside the top 5 and one position ahead of Lean who drops to 6th. Despite another solid performance, Mark Jeffrey falls 2 positions to sit in 8th, with Vasco Sorovsky rising 4 positions and hard-charging Braden Martin flying up 6 positions both sitting inside the top 10 in 9th and 10th respectively, meaning that there are in fact 5 ANZ drivers in the top 10. All will have work to do to trouble the top end of town in the championship, but very pleasing to see their participation and solidly improving results rewarded on the leaderboard. Next week, the SNL Goliath heads to the shorter layout of Mid-Ohio, the track likely to draw fans of similarly challenging circuits like Scuba and Oran Park, a real driver's circuit where draft plays a role but not to the effect of some of the longer Grand Prix circuits that we have visited to this point in the season. So join us on track or over at the Top Split TV Twitch channel next Sunday night at 9.15pm Australian Eastern Standard where once again it will be the place to be on a Sunday night. Thank you as always to our friends over at the Locked On iRacing podcast for their ongoing support of both Sunday Night Lights and the broader ANZ iRacing community. Their efforts once again cementing them as the place to come for all your ANZ iRacing news, views and events. But for now and until next week, this is Alex McKellar signing off. Ciao for now. And thank you for that, Alex. Now... People might think Braden's just vanished. I've been talking for the last half an hour. I'm sorry to guess, but he is actually here. Mate, where can people find you? What are you excited about? What are you doing? What's coming up? Yeah, probably try and stream a bit more random stuff now. I'm not going to be stressing about keeping my average viewers up. So um, it'll probably still be mainly iRacing, a little bit of um, 
Halo Master Chief collection here and there, but I'm definitely keen to try out some different streams here and there. So uh, be on the lookout for that. You can find those over at twitch.tv slash the one D Wade. Um, and if you want to hear me talking about anything else, uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Braden Talks. Will we have any mini motorways streams happening? Ooh, I've only been playing it on the iPad uh, lately. Nah, so prob- you are, you really? Yeah, Whatever. it's just a nice chilling out and laying on the couch or laying in bed kind of iPad game. But yeah, it's, uh, I've been having a bit of fun on there. It's been good. Okay, cool. Uh, you can find all our stuff at Locked On Lads on Facebook, Locked On Lads on Twitch, uh, Locked On Lads YT on YouTube. Is that all? Locked On Lads on Twitter. Locked Wilco's chill zone on Twitter for me. Uh, jump in the Discord though, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Uh, I'm Wilco on there, Braden's Braden on there. Come say hello, join us all the fun. If you are playing mini motorways, come over. We're doing the weekly challenge over there at the moment. It's, just, it's a new thread thing that we got going in Discord. So there's a thread under all games if you are interested in playing along and seeing if you beat all of us uh other than that thank you to clayton davies from cd cinematography thank you to ashley knowles from brewster coffee and thank you jonathan hancock from 24 7 race control and we look forward to bringing you more content next week more news hopefully an e-series update with the the v8s hopefully we get some news on that since there's this massive hole in the calendar at the moment uh and, but look out for an interview this week who will i put up this week Hmm. Bo Albert? I think, I think so. Sounds yeah. like it. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So have a check out for Bo Albert this weekend, this Sunday. It's really good chat. We get to hear all about the Altus house and what that means to him and his run for the Rally World Championship as well. So what it takes to actually do that and focus on just that as well. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's a really good interview. But have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Drive safe, drive fast. 